Hey y'all, this is Ginger DeVries, guest number 56 of the podcast encouraging you today to use your position to broadcast God's love. All things work together for the good to those who love God and to those who's called according to his purpose. God has sent Jesus to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives. Freedom, my friends. That season may not be the thing that you wanted necessarily, but God needs you to learn something. God has given her an ability to help people change the narrative of their life. If you do not genuinely believe in prayer, then there's no point in doing it. Hindsight with God, you understand, but yeah, in the middle of stuff, you just gotta hang on and trust Him. We're not supposed to do for God, we're supposed to be for God. The doing is a side effect. God is able to bless you abundantly. If He can take care of the birds of the air and the flowers of the field, so more can He do for you. My family and my husband and I sat in the store before we opened and we just prayed over the store and that we would unapologetically show the love of Christ. It's all going to work together for your good. If you love God, you just continue to stay humble, seek God, and it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. God's Word says, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. We pray this episode is an encouragement to you to go out and use your position to broadcast His love. From Scotto Albritton Studios, here's your host, Ricky. Hey everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name, because it's all about Jesus living life on purpose for him. And that should make you want to do a fist bump. Like, let's go. Here we go. Living life on purpose for him. You have a mission today. And that's just to seek God, to have a relationship with him and serve him. And so today we're talking with Grace Harrelson. She's the author of The Bright Promise. It's a children's book about the animals on the ark and the promise that we have from God that he'll never flood the earth again. It's a book about God always keeping his promises. And so Grace is on today to share with us more about why she wrote this children's book and tell us where you can get it. So how are you, Grace? I'm so well. I'm sitting in the floor of my bathroom, which is the most peaceful place away from my family. Um, so it's, I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> oh, we're so thrilled to have you. How beautiful is this book? Oh, thank you so much. It um, literally is a labor of love and has been. So it's so, it really is so exciting and humbling to just kind of be here and talk about it and why the Lord moved in the way he did. So thank you. Yes. How did he do that? I mean, you get an idea in your brain, you're a mom, so you have three children, right? We have two, um, but you know, it's crazy. So I actually, the way it happened was all orchestrated um, by him. It had to have been, but I actually, we had a series of of miscarriages, all fairly um, traumatic. I had an ectopic pregnancy, And then right after that, on the heels of it, I had, we we found out we were pregnant with twins and we went along um, and and found out we had a molar pregnancy and lost both of them. And then I kind of went on this um, journey for about six months where I had to watch all of my levels and and do a bunch of testing to make sure that I didn't have um, a really serious form of cancer. And so it it really kind of started in in a really dark, honestly, a really um, hard place in my life. And I just really needed to know if 
you know, if the promises of God were good. I mean, I knew that he was good and I knew that the promises were good. I just needed to know if they were good for me. So, um, you know, and I think in that I had, I had bought children's books. I thought that I was going to have a baby, um, in that time. And, you know, through that, I had some beautiful, I had some beautiful models of what literature was for children. And then I just had some really stinky ones. And so it was that kind of, I needed to study the word and I needed to study, I needed to study scripture and I needed to study the promises. Um, and I also had a creative, just what would this look like? What would the outlook be? And honestly, I needed something that kept me from scrolling or doing something that was anti that, you know, and for me at the time, I needed to put away the phone. I needed to put away distractions. And so that's really where it came from. Um, you know, and I didn't know what I was doing and I just started writing. And so it was actually before I had both of my kids, but it took me, it took me every bit of four years, um, to really get the courage to, to follow through with it. So that's really trial and error. And that's kind of how it, how it came to be. And the book is so great how it starts off when you were talking about your story. I'm like, that kind of reminds me of your book, how you, yeah, the way I started, it's like, it's just, you know, constant rocking day by day, darkness cloaks us all in gray. And I think that, um, at the time, the imagery that I was really thinking was of a mom rocking her baby, Mm -hmm. you know, and of, of a season where, it was great or you were lonely and it kind of starts out. You don't actually know um, that it is the ark. You know, it's a, a mother giraffe and a baby giraffe, but um, you may not know anything else. And so that's really where I wanted to start the story. And I did want the story to start with kind of when you open it up, it's gray, you know, and that's the truth before we know who Jesus is and what he has accomplished for us. It's gray, it's gray and it's dark, yeah. you know? And so I, I definitely Bridget, my illustrator, really, really understood my heart for this. And she did a fantastic job just carrying through that imagery along with really the a believer's journey. Right. Yeah. I love how you said you needed to put away your phone and the distractions. And instead you created something to give people hope of all ages, you know, it's a children's book, but well, it's, you know, yeah, like you said with you. the illustration and, um, what got you the confidence to say, I'm going to take this thing that I wrote that helped me in a time of, in a time of tribulation and mm-hmm. take this thing that I've written that maybe it's good. Maybe it's bad. Yeah, like, yeah. No, it's like, you haven't <laughs> right. totally. and said, yeah. okay, I'm going to do the next thing. Yeah. So I, I was a journalism major and political science major back at Auburn. And then um, I've always loved writing. I love creative writing. Um, and I mean, I, I think I'm okay at it. I'm fine. Um, and really it was my husband who read kind of my first draft. And then I had a mentor here who, um, she has written kind of an autobiography here in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. And both of them were just like, if this is, this is good, Grace, like you, you can do this, you know? I mean, and even if it's not good, you believe in it. And that's half of what you need to in this world. Um, And so it was, I think your biggest hurdle in this whole thing was exactly what you're saying of just, it it felt, it felt like 
my biggest stumbling block was myself. And it was me telling myself it wasn't enough and it wasn't good enough, or you don't know what you're doing. I came up with a bajillion ex- you know, excuses and I started and stopped multiple times. And, um, but ultimately the, the community of children's book writers is an extremely collaborative, inclusive, um, wonderful community. Everyone supports each other. So really once I got plugged in with the society, um, for children's book writers and illustrators, I, I was kind of off to the races a little bit, but really, I, I really do think um, my husband and, and Joan Kendall, who's here in Birmingham, were kind of my impetus for, for taking it to the next step. And some people say when God puts a new dream on their heart, like basically mm-hmm. something terrible happened in mm-hmm. your life and yeah. you're like, God, I look to you, like I'm looking to your promises right now. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I know you see me and like, we know Romans eight twenty eight. all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according mm-hmm. to his purposes. Like when you were making this beautiful mm-hmm. book, was that something that was revealed to you? Like were his promises just coming back to remind you of his love for you, even as you're starting this new journey of publishing this children's book? Yeah, I think that's that's a wonderful point. Um, I think it's really important to realize that throughout scripture, I mean, starting in Genesis and all the way to the end, that there isn't a person who didn't need to know God for who he is and who his goodness is and how his character will be the only thing that keeps you going. I mean, there's just not a story in the Bible. Jesus needed God and he died on the cross. You know, so if we if we're looking for some rosy tale, the Bible just isn't your archetype, you know? I mean, glory is what it promises and that's what we're after, you know? And so you're, you're totally right. I think that I I continued to look at, um, you know, characters in the Bible, um, men and women and, and stories and, and just realize that it may not go, um, maybe the way that you had planned it, but it was never, it was never promised to you that way. It was always promised that God's going to be faithful, you know, to, to forever. And that's, that's what your aim is, you yeah. know, period. This isn't the goal. We're not right. trying to win life, you know, right. we're not trying it, to win here. We're just trying to seek glory. his kingdom, like seek his kingdom, seek his, kingdom. Seek his righteousness, and grab some folks along the way. Exactly. Grab some like, folks. We got to make it to glory. Let's go. Tell, you know, tell your friends about the hope of Jesus, you know, yes, like exactly. There is hope. exactly. Like, Plant the seeds. Exactly. So I, if it's okay, I just want to read Genesis yeah. seven, just a couple verses, just to paint the picture for people to know yeah. what we're talking about with Noah and the ark. Sure. Um, I'm just going to start in verse one and read a few verses here. It says the Lord then said to Noah, go into the ark and you and your whole family, because I have found you righteous in this generation, take with you seven of every kind of clean animal, a male and its mate and two of every kind of unclean animal, a male and its mate, and also seven of every kind of bird, male and female to keep their various kinds alive throughout the earth. Seven days from now, I will send rain on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. And I will wipe from the face of the earth, every living creature I have made. And Noah did all that the Lord commanded him. Noah was 600 years old when the floodwaters came on earth and Noah and his sons and his wife and his son's wives entered the ark 
to escape the waters of the flood. And I just want to stop there because I want to go back to one of the verses that said, and Noah did all that the Lord commanded him. Love that. I love it. I I mean, it really is such a simple phrase for a massive call of obedience. My question to you is, because I know what it's like when God puts a little like speck on your heart and then your husband confirms it. And then you're like, okay, God, like I'm going to be obedient in this. And it's hard. Yes. Amen. Amen. And and it's hard, but in this, right. You know, God calls Noah to do this and Noah did all that the Lord commanded him. So how Mm -hmm. do you feel? I mean, I kind of feel like this book might be your arc. I I'm just, yeah. I don't know if this is like a thing, <laughs> That's awesome. but this book might be your yeah. arc and uh, Noah did all that the Lord commanded him and you got together, you know, everything that goes into this book that God, you know, you're praying about it. You're like, God, what do you want? You know, you've taken me yes. through this. Like, I know that you have a plan for this bigger than me. You know, you're not doing this for mm-hmm. yourself. Like Noah, no, yeah. Noah, thank God for Noah. You know, we get to be here, <laughs> but how do you feel? about Mm -hmm. creating something that God has called you to, because some people might not understand this. This is a spiritual conversation where you got to have that relationship with Jesus to know that Mm -hmm. God has called you to something. So how did you build the ark? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's so true. I love that. I've never thought of this, but I love this so much. Um, But I I think it's also important. And one of the things that I really, really studied, um, you know, with the Noahic covenant, um, and I did some League and Duncan reformed theology courses, which are also free. League and Duncan, you can do iTunes, but you can go to reformed theological seminary from their divinity school. They have, you know, multiple resources and you can listen to actual courses. And so I, I studied um, with League and Duncan, which was fantastic. Um, I'm Presbyterian and I just loved it. I geeked out over that. Uh, and I'll share it with you. But yes. I, I think it's important to go back and just say that like, you know, and Noah did all that was commanded of him. We do not praise Noah for that because all Noah is, is, you know, Noah was an agent of God, but, but Noah points to just like the rainbow points to the best promise in the Bible, which was Jesus. And Jesus also did all that was commanded and all that was commanded. He was a perfect man. Um, and he lost his life so that we could have everything, you know, and that was really important to really grasp that like Noah wasn't to be praised necessarily. Um, and he's not a hero um, necessarily, you know, but, but he is, he points to the greatest hero. And so really that's kind of, um, I've loved studying, um, just, just how important this, this promise, this, this promise was and how it points to the, the best promise. But, you know, to your, uh, question, it's so, it's so interesting because I do feel like it's easy for me to say this is a healthy hobby because it came from a a dark place, you know, and um, it's something that I created and something I'm really passionate about. And I am a a very creative person, but I really think it does it a disservice to say that it's just a healthy hobby. I mean, this is truly like you're saying, this is part of what I want my legacy to be to my children and and to my friends' children's Um, just, you know, if there's nothing else that when I leave this world that, you know, there is a mama out there telling you know, their child, you are loved, mm-hmm. you are loved. And every time you see a rainbow, it's a, it's a promise that he is absolutely 
never going to flood this earth because he never, you know, he never lets go of his promises. He never, um, you know, he never lets us down. And so up into not withholding his, his own son on the cross. And so I think that um, it's been so fun to create. And I think that's, that is fun. I mean, the whole part is, is fun and it's fun to now do kind of stuff like this and talk about it. But ultimately what's really cool, just seeing just little, little hands on that book and just grasping how loved they are. Okay. There's three pages I want to read if that's okay. It's three and a half. Okay. (laughs) So to paint the picture of what Grace is talking about here for everyone listening, just listen to these words because this is supposed to be read to a child, but I think that we, I mean, Hey, the promises are for us too. Okay. And this is something, these words that you have, I know that you took scripture and Mm -hmm. you, you wove it through. And so here we go. Okay. Dark replaced by beauty and light fear replaced by mercy and might streaks of color arc through the sky. God's bright promise is painted high. I love that because it makes me think when I'm in the car and I'm driving and I see Mm -hmm. a rainbow, it's his promise. It's his promise. It's painted Mm -hmm. high. It's his artwork. Like, look at the beauty around you. He made that. Mm -hmm. And I I just Mm -hmm. love that line because it's, it talks about the dark, you know, like he created darkness and light and light Mm -hmm. shines through the darkness. You know, it's replaced fear Mm -hmm. replaced by mercy and might. And I I don't know if somebody needs to hear that today, but like fear is replaced (laughs) by Jesus, by God, you know? Yeah. Yeah, more than likely. I mean, you're you're so right. My my hope and what I felt like when I was in 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 kind of the darkness mm-hmm. was there were a lot of books out there, but there weren't necessarily books that maybe a, a new mom who could be in postpartum or yes. you know a grandmother or you know someone who has a, has a child um, with any amount of disabilities. I mean, you just never know what the what the reader is going through. It's not always just about you know, the little hand, it's the hand that's holding that hand. And so, you know, just remember that, you know, you are loved too, you know, and even though I made my family DiGiorno pizza tonight, and it's, it's a struggle to get to bedtime. Like I, I know that the promises of God are good and they're for me um, just as much. Amen, sister. Well, so we did Amen. this, we're doing this conversation in the evening and Grace and I planned it around our kids' <laughs> schedules. I mean, <laughs> this is where we are. This is it. Like we trust God. Like, yes, we do. Okay. So one of the other things I wanted to mention when you were talking about this book to, to write it and keep Mm -hmm. it focused on scripture, keep it focused on Mm -hmm. Jesus. And you're going through seminary while writing this book. How cool is that? Just for fun. You know, the free version. (laughs) Yes. So we're going to put a link if it's okay. Do you mind Grace sending me the seminary info and I'll put it in the description of this podcast. Thank you for that. Yeah. So when you were talking about building the ark, like he had to build it Mm -hmm. and then, you know, all the animals came on it. The ark Mm -hmm. was probably, I don't know this, but I can imagine the ark was pretty stinky. Right. Right. And Um, like, just because God calls you to something, does it mean that it's not going to be a lip? 
I'm not, when I say mm-hmm. stinky, take it with a grain of salt. It doesn't right, mean right. that when God calls you to do something, it's not going to be a little stinky. It's not going to be a little hard. You're going to have to persevere. You're going to have to trust right. God. God will it stop raining after mm-hmm. 40 days and 40 nights. Like, can mm-hmm. you imagine day 30 when you like, <laughs> right. What we live through the pandemic. We're all like, I, I cannot, I can believe it, but I cannot believe it. You know? Yeah, I can't. I mean, at the end of the month, I'm a little irritable a little bit. I'm like, okay, like new month. Let's go. Yeah. It is one of those things. I think one of the things that people our age realize like Noah was 600 years old. Like I am 34 and falling apart. Um, But no, it's, um, it is, you're, you're exactly right. Like there was nothing promised of Noah other than just do this and it'll be for the good. And you are good and I will protect your family. And uh, he believed it and it was good for Noah. Um, it was good for Noah. It was good for me. Um, you know, so I think the Lord has not promised me a quote, quote, happy ending. And I'm okay with that. Um, but he has promised me that glory. And so whatever this looks like and whatever this life, and I think that you have to be okay with it's, you know, this is real life and it's going to go on. And, And no matter where this journey takes me, it's probably not going to have the prettiest bow or I'm not going to cross like some finish line, you know? Um, So it's being okay with the way that this grows and changes and and how ultimately I I still use that to weave into, you know, the story that that does point back to scripture. Um, And my hope really is that this is introduces children to covenant theology. It introduces children in into the Bible is good and you can trust the Bible because the Bible is the inerrant word of God. And there's not one word um, that is misplaced or misused. And so I, I hope that through this too, it, it does point people back to let's read the Bible together, you know, and how do we include scripture reading with our children? How do we use it for ourselves? Um, so that's really w- what I ultimately also hope that this does. We encourage people in the gospel um, and we read, those are the things that I like to say that, you know, that this book is supposed to do. First Peter five ten says, and after you have suffered a little while, the God of grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Wow. Like that's a promise. So it's a really big promise. And you know what? You don't know you know, you don't know when any of those wonderful things are going to happen and it's probably going to be in glory, you know? So mm-hmm. it's just, again, it's hoping, it's hoping in things that are, are not seen and, and quite frankly, are not comprehensible. What Bible verse is encouraging you in this season? Yeah, I'm going to pull it up. So um, actually my boss who also goes to church with me, shared this with me, has a gorgeous painting in his office. Um, of some bird dogs actually. Um, but he shared this with me that the artist shared with him and it's from Job, which usually people don't share a lot of verses from Job, but, um, in light of knowing someone who did suffer, um, under, you just can't even comprehend, you know, kind of what Job went through. Um, but knowing what he did. And I think in reading this in light of what I wrote about, which is animals, um, and, and still Noah, I, I absolutely love, I love this proclamation, but this is Job. And he says, Job 12, seven, but ask the beasts and they will teach you 
the birds of the heavens, and they will tell you, or the bushes of the earth, and they will teach you, and the fish of the sea, they will declare to you, who among all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this? Um, And in his hand is the life of every living thing and the breath of all mankind. And it goes on to kind of say, who can, who can tear down what the Lord has, you know, established or what the Lord has ordained. And I I think it's so important and it's so, I mean, it just takes your breath away to think about how the Lord uses his creation also as a part of his promise. I mean, he used a rainbow in the sky. He used doves to, to show that there was land, you know, he had animals placed by two onto the ark. I mean, there was such a beautiful use of his creation and how all of us are invited to, you know, be in, be included in his promises. I mean, what an awesome invitation. So um, that really, that really, you know, struck me um, really powerfully. And I think that it's something that we should remember just celebrate that invitation to, to celebrate and join in on the promises of God. When he says the scripture that you read, you read in verse nine, it says who among all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this. Mm -hmm. Like who Mm -hmm. can deny God? You know, it's like, man, thank Mm -hmm. you God for creating us. Like you didn't have to, and you did it anyway. Thank you God for creating this job. I have, you know, thank you God for Mm -hmm. creating my spouse or my friend or my parents, like, thank you, God, for anything in your past that you can look back, you can look back on and know that God's hand was in it. He's been guiding you this whole time. He's our good shepherd and he's been leading us. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is, and this is, I always kind of forget to mention this on the podcast. I just want to mention it here briefly, but he is our shepherd. He is our guide when we choose to surrender to him Mm -hmm. and his calling for our life, Mm -hmm. you know, we can fight what God has truly called us to do. We can fight against God wanting to be in our lives. We can fight against a relationship with him, Mm -hmm. but for how long, you know, how long is it going to be a you show? And when Mm -hmm. is it going to start being a God show? When are we going to start giving God the glory that he deserves? And start humbly being mm-hmm. obedient to him. And that's just something that I sometimes forget to talk about in these conversations because yeah. it's easy to just think, Oh, everybody has a relationship with Jesus, but don't forget there is hope. God has promises for your life and the words in his Bible are true. You know, they mm-hmm. are true promises to you. There was one more thing I wanted to share about the scripture that you just mentioned back in verse four. So this is Job chapter 12. And it Mm -hmm. says verse four, talking about Job who had everything and then had everything taken away from him. So imagine living it up like, whoa, like you get everything you want. Okay. (laughs) And then all taken away. It says, I am a laughing stock to my friends. I who called to God and he answered me a just and blameless man am a laughing stock mm-hmm. in the thought of the one who is at ease. There is contempt for misfortune. It is ready for those whose feet slip, like have your feet slipped. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. The tents of robbers are at peace and those who provoke God are secure who bring mm-hmm. their God in their hand. But, and then you shared, but mm-hmm. ask the beast 
and they will teach you the birds of the heavens and they will tell you or the bushes of the earth and they will teach you and the fish of the sea will declare to you. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they are all calling yep. out to God. Like they, yeah. God is taking yep. care of everything. <laughs> yeah. You read in Romans earlier. I mean, it's it, so many times throughout scripture. I think we miss creation never questioned God. Creation knows their maker and their author. I mean, even, you know, the enemy knows and doesn't scoff at God. You know, it's often the people who were made just lower than angels um, who, and God himself that scoff at him, you know? And so it's awesome to see though, how vital he, he makes his creation and how he does want us. He wants to be our shepherd. He does want, you know, to lead you beside still waters and, and make you lie down and the green grass. It's just, it's just a temptation of ours to, to thwart that and think that we're just better than it. You know, right. and we can do something better than that. Like we have a better idea, yeah. you know, we got no better ideas, but we think yeah. we do. Fear replaced by mercy and might. I love that line in your book. Um, okay. We want to get your book. Where do we get it? Okay. So, um, this is so fun. You can get it on Amazon or anywhere books are sold online, which is incredible. And then we have a a few local shops, which I can send you um, a link to those, but it's probably easiest just to get it on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Um, And Hey, right now it's 1397 on Amazon. So you get it at a deal. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) It's beautiful. The illustration is wonderful. The story is so reassuring tell those little ears that they are so loved and tell those little ears that God made his promise a rainbow and they can look at it and know that God is with them. You know, it just, thank you for writing yeah. this. Thank you. And I, I hope that you um, and everyone else is, is reminded too that, you know, you are also loved. You are so loved, you know, and I know that it's so easy for us to tell ourselves as moms, we wear all these hats or dads or grandmothers or, even children, you know, that are trying to find jobs. It's just so easy to tell ourselves that, um, you know, we're unworthy and we've messed up or we're too far from the throne of grace. And we just never are that Mm -hmm. if God's promises were good, then they are good now um, in whatever moment you need them. Thank you so much for shining God's light on the podcast today. I just, I pray for the person listening that this conversation made you smile And I don't know, maybe gave you some childlike faith, you know? Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I absolutely love your mission. I love um, hearing just the joy you speak about um, just how good the Lord is. Um, So thank you for having me. It's an honor. Oh yeah. My pleasure. Thanks for coming on. And at the end of every podcast, we always pray, Father, decrease us and increase you. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you will also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy, Haiti. 
If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hi y'all, this is Nan Charland, the owner of the Laurel Oak Inn Bed and Breakfast in Gainesville, Florida. You can find the Laurel Oak Inn on the internet at laureloakinn.com or Facebook and Instagram, Laurel Oak Inn. Until we meet you in person, we certainly hope you're enjoying life to its fullest. <laughs> <laughs>